Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives and the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a great week. I'm recording this early because I am heading to Minneapolis to spend some time with my niece. So this is being recorded on Thursday, February 2nd. So if any major breaking Bravo news happens between Thursday evening and Sunday at 8 a.m. Eastern, I'm sorry, it won't be covered in the podcast. But I feel like there's been so much going on. I mean, we have all of the Robin and Juan stuff happening. We're hearing some drama from Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip 4. We haven't even seen Ultimate Girls Trip 3 release, not even a trailer. I mean, when is that coming? I'm ready for it, especially after Marisol and Alexia were on Watch What Happens Live this week and both stated that they really did not enjoy Leah McSweeney. And I am just very curious as to how everything goes in Thailand. And then, of course, the other women filming season four of Ultimate Girls Trip are in Marrakesh. It sounds like something went down between Brandy Glanville and Carolyn Manzo. I don't really know all the details, but, you know, it was reported in People, and they do fact check, so it sounds like Brandy was either joking around or trying to get Carolyn to loosen up and was giving her unwanted kisses. Obviously, no one should have their personal space violated or have to deal with kissing that they don't want. Um, But part of me wonders if Carolyn Manzo was a bit homophobic about it, not just that she was uncomfortable. I have no idea. It's just the thought. I'm not a particularly big fan of Carolyn Manzo because of what happened to her sister, Dina, Um, at the end of their divorce, Dina's divorce, her ex-husband, who is Carolyn's brother-in-law, went after Dina's new boyfriend and then now husband. And then in 2017, there was a home invasion where they were beaten very, very badly. And this was all set up by her ex-husband. And Carolyn wrote a letter to the court about what a great man the ex-husband was, supporting the ex-husband in court. Um, Kind of like how Ashley wrote a character witness letter about Monique. But this is much, much more serious what happened to Dina was absolutely horrible. And to do that against your own sister, how could you ever trust someone like that? Her whole bullshit about my family, we're thick as thieves. Like, apparently not. Or you know what? She was right about one thing. They are thieves. (laughs) Breaking and entering into someone's home. Anyway, I am so excited for this coming week. We get Vanderpump Rules back. We have a Real Housewives of New Jersey premiere. It is going to be absolutely fantastic. I think Summer House might be premiering a week later. I'm not entirely sure. For me, it's like the Super Bowl. I thought it was this coming weekend, but it's actually next weekend. (laughs) Can't keep all my dates straight, but I am... I'm just really excited, and from what I hear, it sounds like Vanderpump Rules is kind of back. It's basically 
kind of picking up from almost season seven and we can just forget eight and nine ever happened. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. All right, my guest this week is Shreya Patel. I met her through her brother, who I actually know from work. And he's like, my sister is a huge Bravo fan. She would love to talk to you. And I had to have her on. She also happens to be a dentist. So I had to ask her what she thought about all of the Bravo celebrities getting veneers these days. And it's interesting to to see what she says and, and who she thinks maybe teeth don't fit their face. One thing I'm really excited about for this episode is that Shreya and I go into family karma in detail. And I feel like I haven't been able to spend enough time on family karma. I view that as sort of my show that I get to watch for fun without focusing so much on recapping and taking notes. It's one of the most joyful shows on Bravo, and I absolutely love it. But it's really, really fun to talk about, too, especially all the situations going on with the young couples on the show. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, go ahead, give it a five-star rating and leave a kind review. If you want to reach out to me about anything, you can reach me at Mandy Slutsker on Instagram. I always enjoy hearing from you, and I hope you have a fantastic week. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Shreya Patel, who is a dentist and a Bravo fan, and she happens to be the sister of someone I work with. And I am so excited to have her on the podcast. It's her first podcast ever, and we're going to dive deep into Potomac, family karma, and, you know, a few thoughts on the end of Salt Lake City. (laughs) How are you doing today? Good, good. I'm so excited to be on. I'm so excited to have you. Before we started recording, I had some questions for you about dental work and some of the dental work we've seen on these Bravo celebrities. When did it become popular, especially in sort of Hollywood circles, to get all of your teeth replaced with veneers? You know, I don't know when it became popular, but I remember like Kyle Richards in her beginning seasons didn't have all of her teeth done. And then all of a sudden it was like, everybody had them done. And even recently, I feel like Madison LaCroix got her teeth done and I thought her teeth look great. And then she got her teeth done. And I feel like they don't really match her face as much, but that's just like my own personal thought. I mean, if somebody asked me, I do think big white teeth are beautiful. So I'm not completely against it. But when a patient comes to me and is like, I want that, I try to talk them out of it for sure. It does look weird in a lot of the situations. I mean, sometimes it looks nice, but... I think Kyle's looks pretty nice. Um, Lisa Vanderpump's, I remember that was like something that was... I can't remember who was making fun of them on one of the episodes a long time ago when she was on the show, but I didn't think hers looked that bad. But I think sometimes if you do a comparison of new versus old is when you really notice that their teeth don't match their face at all, but... Oh, it's such an undertaking to get, Yeah, like, I don't, what do you, how does, 
that takes forever. And how do you even, because I, my two front teeth are veneers from an accident. And Mm. the process was they like shape them down. They put like fake things over it, which are look terrible and are not easy to eat with. And then two weeks later, they do an impression. And then two weeks later, you get the real ones put on. But if you're doing your whole mouth, can you just not eat? It's a process. Um, There's a lot of planning that goes into it. Uh, I don't know if you really want all the details of what goes into it, but basically you can have the lab design what you want the teeth to look look like. Then you look at that with the patient. It's called a wax up. And then you bring the patient in and you prep all the teeth, which takes longer than most people would probably think. Then you put the temporaries on. And usually the temporary is all connected when you do all of your teeth. Uh, There are other things that you have to look at, like how their bite is, because you can really mess up somebody's bite if you don't, if you're not really thorough. Um, So it is a big process. And then you can look at shape. You can change the shape of somebody's teeth. Obviously the color, there's a lot of things that go into it for sure. Um, It's always a little nerve wracking. Delivery day is nerve wracking. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Um, so it is fun and it's really fun to see like such a transformation, but I mean, I still get so nervous if I ever have to do a case like that because it's somebody's whole smile that you're changing and that's their whole face really. Right. It's not just like I had two teeth and I'm sure they were nervous. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I always get nervous about that stuff and especially front teeth. I'm always I take my time with it. So yeah, it is nerve wracking, but some of those like dentists that that's like all they do so i'm sure once you do it so much you it's not as nerve-wracking but if a real housewife came to me and asked me to do her teeth i would have a heart attack i would like not be able to do it oh man i i can't even imagine i the more i see how they behave the more i'm like i don't know if i actually want to get to know them you know i I really want to go to BravoCon, but i don't it's like, don't meet your heroes. Like, they're not heroes, but you, you know what I mean. I know. I totally want to go to BravoCon. I have been to LA and I went to all of Lisa Vanderpump's like restaurants hoping to see somebody. Um, and I saw Peter from Sir, but I didn't see anyone else. And some of my friends that live in LA have seen some of the Bravo Labs, but I have never seen like anybody. So it would be fun to meet them. They're usually smaller in person, like very yeah. small. Yeah. Even people <laughs> yeah. that don't look small on camera. You're like, whoa. Sorry. I never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I met Margaret Josephs and she was teeny. Really? Yeah. Delicious. And some of the Jersey girls were in St. Louis at one point. And um, I don't remember what they were there for, but my friend who was getting married at the time, her makeup artist did makeup for them. And I guess... Dolores is like not as nice and friendly as you would think she would be watching the TV show. I thought she'd be like so fun, but it's funny to hear about like behind the scenes how they act. That is interesting. I wouldn't necessarily peg her, but you know what? She can be real harsh. Yeah. Once they said that, yeah, you could see it kind of after that, but I was shocked. I I hear that Teresa is actually really nice to people. Yeah, I have heard that too, which I would love to meet Teresa. That is like one of the housewives I would just absolutely love to meet and see in person. And Melania. I really want to meet Melania in person. (laughs) 
I love her song. What was that song she did a couple of years ago? Oh yeah, when they I don't want to grow up. <laughs> Can't so even fun. like. Yeah. <laughs> you don't oh want to hear me sing. <laughs> um, well, let's dive into this week's Potomac. But before we get into the actual episode. There's so much drama surrounding Robin and Juan, and it's sad because they just got married, but yeah. no one's talking about that. Everyone's just talking about the fact that he, I guess, had some sort of uh, relationship or back and forth with a woman on Instagram. She came mm-hmm. here to visit. It's not the same woman as the blonde in Georgetown, and she claims that she lost her wallet and then he paid for her hotel. Yeah. Everyone knows this is a load of bullshit. I mean, why is she... Do you think Robin really believes that story? I feel like she doesn't. Okay. I, I don't think she does. I think she knows that's not true, but... It's almost like she has a safe face a little bit, I guess. I don't know. I wonder what their actual relationship is like. I almost feel like some of it is like... Maybe she wants to be with the father of her kids and like, that's what it is. I don't know. I mean, I like want them to work out though. But yeah. it's, I don't know. Is Juan doing all this? And I want to know in her prenup is that cheating clause. Like, did she get that put in there? I that was something. don't yeah. believe they actually did a prenup. And here's the thing. I've heard from multiple people who live in Maryland who are run in similar circles as the housewives that Robin is aware of all of this and there's some sort of agreement in their marriage. And that makes me kind of sad because I don't think it's actually what Robin wants. If that's what she wanted out of a relationship, then like more power to you. But she divorced him initially because he was cheating on her and not helping raise the kids that they just had. It is sad. And I feel like, was it this week's episode or last week's when she was dress shopping? I think it was this This week's. week's. And then she calls him and he loses his shit on her when she brings up that rumor. I mean, I feel like that kind of indicates that clearly there's something going on. And I feel like Robin does know. And it is sad. And I just wish Juan would just be better. I don't think it's like part of who he is to be better. I think he likes having, I mean, maybe they agreed, right? Like, I want to be with you. But if you're going to do it, at least let me know about it. And we can, you know, do whatever we need to do for publicity's sake. Also, something I was unaware of is that when they first cast for this show, they weren't going to include Robin and Giselle got production to get Robin on board I have a friend who's living with her ex-husband because they lost all their money and they're raising their kids together and people were like okay that's interesting we want to get cameras on her wow wow that is crazy (laughs) I know without Robin on there Wow. It's not, I don't know. And so then is she just keep going with it? Like I get why it started, but then why would you get to the point? Okay, then there's an engagement. Okay, you're like keeping this going, but then now a wedding? But why? I kind of thought because she kept putting the wedding off, it was kind of just like a storyline for her. 
But then all this stuff is coming out that she's married to him, actually. And then the rumor now. Rumors, really. I want to it see is- that marriage certificate. This is like a Barack Obama situation. Long form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is sad. Uh, well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it kind of... I'm excited for the reunion, too, to see if all this comes up during that. I don't think it does, which is oh, yeah, why most of the re- cast was pissed at her. Because... Not only did she not share this on the show, she didn't mention it at the reunion, and then she decides to share it on a podcast that people actually have to pay for. It's... Oh, right. I did hear or read that. It was like on her Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Oh, my oh. gosh. Robin, Rob, do you, how do you feel about housewives that hide their most personal drama from the viewers? It's like, I get it. I would want to hide everything. Not that I have anything crazy to hide, but it's like you're on a reality TV show. It's going to come out and it's probably going to be even worse when it comes out versus you just owning it when you get on. I mean, look at Jen Shaw. I mean, what did she think was going to happen? I think she didn't think what she was doing was illegal because <laughs> she convinced yes, herself okay. in her head. Somebody asked me that the other day. They were like, do you think she knew she was doing something wrong? And I was like, you know, I actually kind of think she was, she believed she was not doing something wrong. I think she knew she was doing something wrong because she used Signal and some of these other like encrypted messaging techniques <laughs> and moved moved her bank <laughs> accounts overseas. So I think she knew on some level she was breaking the law, but I believe <laughs> she makes herself into such a victim that yeah. no one else can be more victimized than her. Yeah, I could totally see that. Oh, what a mess. Okay. So (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else happened this week. Okay. Mainly Robin's bachelorette party. But prior to that, there was all of this gossip around what happened in Mexico on the last night. Mia was apparently admiring Wendy's physique. There was maybe some kissing. Ashley got involved. Candace got involved. I have no idea. <laughs> Why you know. are we talking about this? Yeah, that's how I felt about it, too. And I was also just like, I don't care. Right? Like, if it's something happened, it not. Like, whatever. If it's on camera, show it. Right. If it's right. not, stop talking about it. It's just yeah, frustrating for us. Face in your confessionals insinuating something happened. Did it happen or did it not? What do you think of Mia overall? I can't decide. It's like sometimes I think I like her, but then other times I'm like, is she just a liar? <laughs> Does she just make stuff up? She seems like a pathological liar, yes. but not that she's like harmful. Like the right. lies aren't particularly harmful. I feel like some of it's like she wants to be on the show and she wants to have a storyline. She wants to have a presence on the show and be like that person that brings crazy things on there. But I can't tell. I can't figure out if I like her. I know. Same, same. I think I like her, but I want to see her different within the group, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So we get this bachelorette party. Wendy and Karen aren't invited. We see Wendy doing her political commentary. So we know this is around May when the Roe v. Wade, uh, the Dobbs decision leaked. Uh, I was like, oh, it's springtime. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Um, and Karen is working on a four wick candle. <laughs> so they go to a strip club that served steak and lobster. I <laughs> was shocked that they were allowed to film in the strip club. I know. That was so crazy to me. <laughs> they I'm must so glad have <laughs> like gone, th- jumped through so many ho- hoops, got so much approval from absolutely everyone. <laughs> I yeah, that was, yeah, that was wild. Because you're not supposed to touch people. And they were like touching. They were touching. Yes. <laughs> They're probably fans of the show. They're like, whatevs. Um, okay, what else? Oh, all the stuff that Cherie says about Karen. So at first, when she was like, she was in rehab for drinking, she has a problem with alcohol, I was like, we've never really seen that from her, right? Like, I don't believe this. But when everyone said, well, you know, she had a driver because she wasn't allowed to drive for a yeah. while. Has that come up before or was Never. that just like, okay, I didn't think so because I was like, oh, I did not know that. So then it's like, oh, did she get a DUI? And then because of that, she couldn't drive and maybe she did court ordered rehab or some right. or something to get a lesser, mm-hmm. I don't know, penalty. Right. That is the first I've ever heard of it. And I'm wondering if they'll bring it up. I feel like they will bring it up. Do you believe that she's like has all these side pieces hooking <laughs> up with guys in the bathroom? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, right? Not the way that Sharice is describing yeah. it. She's like, but blown. if someone's that drunk frequently and they don't know what they're doing, I think there is some truth to it. I don't know if it's to the extent Sharice is like presenting it to the world, but. I think there is some truth to it. I really wish I could have seen that picture. Um, oh, to- blue eyes. <laughs> Karen and Karen describing it. She was saying how when was it Juan that she was saying hugged her and her breast went to inside her vertebrae. She was so <laughs> ridiculous. And but- then Robin was so mad that Wendy laughed at that. That is objectively funny. Right. It's ridiculous. Of course, she's going to laugh. I feel like they always kind of try to push Wendy out. It's kind of weird at this point when they do that, too, for the show. I know. I like Wendy the second half of the season. It's like she's more herself. She feels more comfortable and confident in herself and the friendship she does have. And I like watching that. And I'm tired of the Robin Giselle kind of trying to push her out, especially since she's actually showing us her real life. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. As messy as it can be. And as like, oh, I came in saying I was this, you know, boss professor and I actually don't really want to do that anymore. Okay. But at least it's her real life. And clearly we're not getting Giselle or Robbins. Mm. Giselle, I don't even feel like this season, what has really been her like storyline? Really? There's never a storyline around her. And she had one scene where she's talking about fibroids and then we never see a surgery. We never see like any follow-up, no meeting with the doctor. I mean, if that's actually what's going on with her, then show it. Yeah. yeah. Not that I like want to watch yeah. a fibroid surgery. <laughs> but like, show me what's actually happening, you know? You know, Giselle, I feel like her, the point of her being on the show is like stirring the pot spreading the rumors a little bit, getting reactions, which 
She does do a good job of that. She does, but Ashley does too, and Ashley's showing us everything. Ashley, yeah, there there can't be any more secrets that she's hiding because she puts it all out there. A funny story about Ashley. So I have friends in Northern Virginia that were going to a playground with her all the time when she was pregnant with the second one and she would bring Dean. And one of my friend's wives was like talking to me about it. And she's like, I don't even watch this show. And she's like, not online. She's just like, whatever. She's like, that woman was so fucking annoying. It's like, why? (laughs) She's like, she talks to her kid like they're dumb. Like, oh my God, Dean, how do you spell Dean? D-E-A-N. And just like, she's like, I'm not that kind of mom. I talk to my children like they're people, you know, like you don't need to just like. (laughs) I would love to see her in person too and see it. They said she's beautiful. Yeah, I bet. I feel like all the Potomac women are so pretty. So, so pretty. Um, yeah, not much else with, with Potomac. I feel like it's all sort of off camera this week that the yeah. attention got. Let's see what the doing next week. We will see. They always have a good finale. Yeah, for sure they do. Now, I want to talk to you about family karma because everyone that listens to this knows that I love family karma, but I don't dedicate a whole lot of time to it. And this week and last week, I feel like there's so much happening with it. Want to talk about it a little bit. You are an Indian American. You're watching these Indian Americans on TV where one generation came from India or other places overseas and moved to the U.S. And then the second generation, which we're watching, is, you know, trying, they're integrating, but they're still trying to hold true to their culture and religion. And we're sort of seeing this, I don't know, push and pull. And I'm a first generation American as well. So I really enjoy watching this. What is your perspective as an Indian American on the show and the kind of representation that it it has? I So I grew up in Jefferson City, Missouri, which has like no diversity. So it's fun to watch a community of Indian people together because I don't feel like I ever had that. So like I thought I was white until I was in second grade. And so it's fun to watch other people in like an Indian community growing up together. And it's like they got the best of both worlds. And I feel like I missed out on that a little bit. But with how they're like showing Indian people on the TV at all. I mean, growing up, that was like unheard of. I never saw somebody that looked like me on my screen. So it's cool that they're pulling them in and putting an Indian show on Bravo. um, Because not any other networks have ever done that, I feel like. But there are big Indian communities and there's always drama and there's always gossip and there's always something going on. Um, So it's been fun to watch that and see that. Do you feel like it holds true to some of the kind of storylines and what the parents are feeling and what the youth are feeling and oh yeah I feel like all those things you will see all the time like there's always competition there's always like weird drama like um Brian's mom saying that Reshma didn't say hi to her at the wedding like that is (laughs) such a real thing that could happen I could totally picture this happening uh, and the drama it would cause and the kids get involved because everybody's so connected uh, and 
that blowing up out of proportion, totally, I was not even surprised to see that. And even how Brian, you know, he, you could tell that he's kind of more Americanized, I guess, than some of the other uh, people on the show. And my husband is Brian Benny, I feel like when it comes to that, like the parts where he's at the temple with his mom, and he's like, what's happening? Or she's speaking in Gujarati to him. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying. I've seen the exact interaction between my husband and his mom multiple times. So it's funny to watch that for sure. That's hilarious. Um, thoughts on Amrit and Nicholas's relationship. And, you know, I just saw this week that the Human Rights Campaign of South Florida awarded Amrit an award for his showcasing of his love story on TV and the representation that he's bringing to other LGBTQ Indian people. Yeah, I love that he's part of the show and it's something that they're showing because I feel like it's so taboo in Indian culture. It just is. I mean, his parents' response is so rare from what I've seen and witnessed. And for them to show that they don't care. And even when he came out to his grandma um, before she passed away, I mean, that is a scary thing to do. We're in a culture that is not accepting at all. Um, and I, I feel like that's a big deal. And he's on TV. And even Nicholas, I mean, he kind of came from a similar background where his family is not accepting. Um, and so to see that, I think it's a big deal. And I think it's going to really help show younger kids that are struggling with that, that, hey, it could be okay. I'm so impressed with his parents. I think they're the sweetest, kindest people. Like, like what is it? Lavina is his yeah, mom? so kind. Oh, my God. And I'm a little confused as to why Amrit is always trying to make this wedding something that his parents are proud of and feel, I don't know, good about, like, the Indian side of that. And seems to constantly be telling Nicholas, like, it's for them, like, you need to do this for them and kind of dismissing anything Nicholas brings up. But then Lavina will say, well, this is your wedding too, Nicholas. So yeah. is that just like what Amrit thinks he's supposed to be doing? I think, and obviously I don't know him, but if I had to guess, I think there is a part of Amrit that still feels really guilty about being gay because every Indian parent's dream is that their son grows up, marries a woman, has a family and their job is done. That is, has a degree and marries a woman and then their job is done, you know? And I think Amrit, even though his parents have been so sweet and so kind and loving, I even think maybe that's part of it that he feels like he owes this to them to have this wedding and that they can be happy about it. But I think in some ways he's discounting where Nicholas is coming from um, because Nicholas, his parents don't seem like they're super accepting at all. And I think it's really sad to see him struggle with that. Um, but I do think Umrit's parents, I've never met Indian parents that are that accepting of something like that. So it's awesome that they are doing that, but I feel like what also happens with Indian families, sometimes it's like, uh, okay, we'll accept it, but don't tell anybody. I see. Yeah. Okay. And these parents to be so open about it is really, really rare. Which is funny because, you know, you're saying it's 
kind of rare in the Indian American culture to have that level of acceptance. And so we see like so much acceptance from Amrit's side and not as much on Nicholas's side. But part of me wonders how much of it has to do with cameras and just discomfort with being on a reality show, with being gay and being all of that, like seeing supporting a gay marriage, which maybe is frowned upon in the church that they go to. All of that, it's so complicated. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's awesome that we're seeing it on TV and it's not something that they're hiding and they're really open about their struggles with it and their parents' struggles with it. So, and I think Nicholas's parents will be at the wedding is what it seems like. Yeah. Uh, So hopefully in time, his parents do come around too, but I do, I'm impressed that Umrit's parents are so accepting and I'm sure it wasn't always that easy for her, but still, it's a big deal that she's gotten to this point. Lavina is like, and her husband, they're both very sweet and kind, I feel like. They're lovely, lovely people. Okay, let's go on to another couple. <laughs> Vishal and Risha. <laughs> so they finally get legally married in this week's episode. I feel... I could be wrong, that it shouldn't take people 10 years to get to this point. And they seem to make a joke out of all of the problems, which seem to me like dysfunction in a relationship. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I don't understand why Risha is, seems so comfortable with the dysfunction and Vishal doesn't. And maybe that's because there's dysfunction in Risha's family. It sounds like her mom and her, or she had a sister that basically didn't talk to her and her mom for 10 years. So she's like learning to live with things that are dysfunctional. But, oh my God. (laughs) Her relationship is so interesting. I feel like Risha grew up in like a super dysfunctional family. Because what is her dad's role in their family. I feel like you don't really hear about her dad much. I don't think she has a relationship with him. So I feel like maybe that's like part of it. She just seems a little bit cold. And maybe that's just her personality. And she, it's just the way that comes off on screen is like, oh, they're not right for each other, which maybe that's not how they are in their personal private lives. So that is definitely, it seems very strange. Like the wedding, they had this big Indian wedding, And then she won't sign the marriage certificate because of his drinking. But the drinking, it's not like it just happened, you know. Exactly. Going thing. So, and to hold it over his head is kind of weird. That's what I didn't like. If you're concerned about him and you're concerned about his health, which Lord knows I would be, then it's not about like, oh, I won't do this until you get help for that. It, It that doesn't feel healthy. And then she wouldn't put her name on the house. So it's right. That's all weird too. And then they talked about the prenup a little bit because Anisha brought it up. And it's like, I mean, I'd be curious to see it because it sounded like it was all in Rich's favor and Michelle didn't really read it. But I don't know if that was just like him joking, but it, it did not seem good. I don't know. It is weird. But her 
model relationship would be Lopa and her dad. And I, it sounds like that didn't go so well either. So some of it, I wonder if Richa's just playing a character on TV. Like, is that her oh. take on Is that her angle? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so, but maybe that's what it is. But I mean, they've been together a long time. It is a very long time. I mean, the longest relationship that we've seen on this show, besides all the aunties and uncles, are the friendship between Amrith and Vishal. And that seems to be, I was shocked that when Vishal opened up to Amrith about like, I think I have a problem with drinking, that Amrith wasn't taking that seriously. I think sometimes... Because I've said to my friends before about drinking, like, I think I need to take a break. I think that, no, I don't think I'm an alcoholic, but I just think I need a break from drinking. And I think sometimes what people think is that, oh, if you're saying you have a problem with drinking, well, then you're kind of saying I have a problem with drinking and I drink more than you and I don't have a problem. So you don't have a problem. And I almost feel like that's kind of where Amrit was like, you don't have a problem. Oh, my God. Yeah, there is. Oh my gosh, I have so many thoughts on this. You're so yeah, right. And I think, yeah, Richa is like, dude, he has Crohn's. Like, he has to stop drinking. This is not good for him. And Amrit's like, no big deal. He has a few drinks. Well, Amrit it's also... Like the battle s- of the life. Yeah. <laughs> Amrit also seems like a little... I don't know. It, it's funny. When you see him, he's so into going to the gym and being healthy in that way. And then binge drinking, which is not a particularly healthy thing to do. And then taking these weird supplements for the gym, which is so at first when they said, oh, his sperm count is low. And I was like, "Okay, that's a problem. And then when they said Nicholas is also I was like, no, no, they're both doing it's an environmental like something (laughs) like that's rare for two people to have the exact same fertility (laughs) issue. Like it's, you know, what the fuck are they taking? What are they taking? I want to (laughs) know. There's so many things that can impact (laughs) that kind of stuff. And it's just, there's so much stuff that's sold that's so, I mean, you know, as a medical person, like that's so unhealthy that people just like assume is fine because, oh, this is for the gym. It's like, what is on the table? I know. (laughs) Um. I really think you hit the nail on the head, though, that Amrith doesn't want to acknowledge anything he has in terms of a problem. But the difference is that on his wedding night, is he going to spend it with Nicholas? Or is he going to black out and end up in a bed with Vishal? Like, there is a difference between, like, for how much someone blacks out and whether or not it's impacting their personal life. And in Vishal's case, it is. And Amrith should can obviously see that because he spent the night, his wedding night in his bed. I think he makes excuses for Vishal. I think so. Oh man. I think that's what it is too. But it seems like Vishal was taking some good steps, which is seemed healthy. I think it's super healthy to take a break from drinking, to talk to a marriage Therapist, I love that the therapist was like, you can't really hold this thing over his head. So like, get married. I think it's cool that they recorded that and have that on a TV show because that's another like taboo thing. I feel like with Indian people, it's 
oh, you're going to counseling, like, don't tell anyone, <laughs> you know? So it's, <laughs> it's nice that they showed that and they were real about that part of their relationship. Do you feel, because I've heard this from friends who are black, that, you know, going to see a therapist, they're like, that's white people stuff. Yeah. Is that sort that's of how it's, shit. okay. It's kind of, uh, yeah. Like, oh, we don't do that. That's white people shit for sure. But I don't think that's true. Because <laughs> only um, white people have yes, like right. mental health needs. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm Jewish. I feel like it's expected. <laughs> Um, Okay, now I really want to get your takes on Bali and Anisha. Bali at least shows her relationship, but I feel like the only reason she's not in Kentucky with O'Malley is for this show. I feel like she's with him. Yeah, it's weird to me that she's not there at this point. Like, she moved in with her parents. I, I don't, Bali kind of annoys me, honestly, and Anisha, I used to really like her, Same. but and I get that maybe she's like married to somebody that doesn't want to be on the show. But at this point, Anisha is in Arizona. She doesn't show him at all on the show. Um, I did you watch Watch What Happens Live that Anisha I was on? Did and it totally that's what like made me kind of. Not she was a fan. When they asked her about like who else's relationship is going to last or isn't going to last, I don't remember what the question was. And she said nobody else's was going to last. But it's like, okay, Anisha, like you've been in a relationship for a year or two, maybe, and you're married. But like, that's so mean to say on about your friends on the show right after. I don't. I know. don't think they're close friends because none of those people, besides Bali, has met her husband. Right, that's and she so keeps great. on being like, "Oh, once we're engaged, you guys can meet him. Once we're married, you can meet him." Well, they've gotten engaged and they've gotten married, and no one's met him. So it's sort of like show your real life. Robin, right? Right. Just like show your real life to us. And if you aren't able to, then get off the show because we don't need you just to come and stir shit up if you only are flying in and like your mom can still be on the show. I feel like she's doing it because she wants her mom to still be on the show, but she can still be on in some way. No, I feel like. Anisha, it's like her time is kind of up. You know who? What happened to Sean and Dylan? And um, they only they- show the their mom, mom, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but whatever happened to them? I wonder what. Like, I don't think they were interested in being on the show necessarily. They never looked interested. Yeah, that's true. They didn't look interested at all. Yeah, because i for- I honestly forgot about them until part way through the season. I was like, "Oh yeah, the Patels were on there <laughs> with the, the weird statues Mom is. yeah, <laughs> yeah, the statues that's They're so weird so strange <laughs> so weird um, and then finally, Rishi and Monica thoughts on them. I feel for Monica. I really do when I was i mean, I just find her relatable with this because when I was dating my husband now. You know, it's, I was just like, is he ever going to propose? Like we've been dating forever and you're just never going to propose. And what am I going to do? Like, I can't, I don't want to give you an ultimatum. And I feel like there's best for Monica's that she doesn't want to give an ultimatum. She feels like she's kind of wasting her time. And Rishi just keeps saying, oh, it's going to happen. That date was so cringe though. I just, oh my gosh. <laughs> it, was it was so, so bad. bad. It was so bad. It was so bad. 
And she was just waiting for him to propose. And you can tell that she's, I feel like she's trying to save face in front of the camera a little bit. Well, a lot, actually. Um, and I wonder, I'm just so curious. Are they together still? Because she's swiped him from her Instagram a long time ago. But is that just to like throw everyone off or did they break up? I just, I'm dying I in it. I assume they've broken up, but. I think so. Because he didn't even come with her to BravoCon. Um, and. I don't know. I mean, she deserves somebody that is ready to take that next step with her. Yeah. And that whole thing, like his brother's girlfriend making up or not making up that Rishi was cheating on Monica. Just all of it's so weird. I wish that girl was on the show. Nirja. Nirja, yeah. they need to find, I want to hear what she has to say. And I didn't like that Rishi's parents were so dismissive. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. That was so weird. You know, of Monica's feelings. Like, of course, she's going to have feelings about this. And no, she's not just going to sweep it under a rug. Yeah, it is. And like Nirja comes to their house, too. So like when she was there, they ever acknowledged that this happened. Right. Like it's she's supposed to say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. And then all is forgiven. No, if you've got two kids and they're dating two different women, and one of the women does something really unkind to the other. Like, that's difficult. But don't just, like, say everyone needs to go along to get along. Yeah, I know. I really do feel for Monica. And that date was just so bad. Why would you do that? Of course she's going to think you're proposing to her, though. And he's like, I would never do it in this, like, whatever area in Fort Lauderdale. And I'm like... Okay. I kept waiting. I thought, and then when he pulls up a non-alcoholic champagne, I was like, oh no, it was supposed to be a ring. Uh, and like, why but not no, alcoholic? Was, why non-alcoholic? Yeah. I said, Monica doesn't like to drink. She doesn't really like alcohol. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure so if it, was it like, wasn't allowed or. Um, I don't know. At the same time, it's like, if you aren't going to be somebody that wants to be married to Monica, then you know what? Then don't propose. Like, let her move on. Mm-hmm. But still, I hope they get a reunion. They got it, right? It's like when Summer House didn't have a reunion and it was just an episode of Watch What Happens Live for like a couple years yeah. and then finally season three, they got a reunion. Right. Um. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing all your thoughts on Family Karma, because I have been waiting yes, to talk to someone in depth it. about it. It's I, yeah, so, I so love fun. it. I feel like it's just so fun to see Indian people on a reality TV show. I, so they're primarily from one particular region in India, but I've noticed that some of them are from different regions because Risha some of the customs at the wedding were different than Vishal's family. Are they all primarily from like Northwestern India? I think that they're all actually from different parts. I'm not sure about all of them. Like I know when the Patels are on there, they were from the same part of India as Brian's mom, but then Brian's dad is Guyanese. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the rest of them, like Bali, Anisha, Amrith and Monica, they're not Gujarati, which is like what all Patels are. Um, so I don't know what different areas everyone's from, but some of them are North Indian, I think. I don't think anyone's South Indian on that show, though. Yeah. Every region does have completely different customs and... Different language. Languages, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, 
that was so fun. And I loved watching them uh, celebrate holy. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, that how fun. it's pronounced? I feel like I've always seen it wrong. No, that's how it's pronounced. No, okay. holy is how it's pronounced. I have never gone to like an actual holy event like that. Is it not as it's like a fun holiday, but not as important of a holiday? Um, it is important and it's a religious holiday. I feel like when we were growing up, we would go to the temple for it, but then we never like would stay for like the color throwing part of it. And I feel like sometimes that's like on different days and it just never lined up. So my parents would drive us to St. Louis to go to the temple, which is about two and a half hours away, two hours away from Jefferson city. (laughs) Yeah. So it was always a trek. Well, it's a really cool, fun holiday. And it's I love being able to learn about the holidays and the customs through the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to like watch it now because I feel like when I was growing up, I would not even talk about holidays at school. Like I just did not want to be different. I wanted to just fit in and act like nothing else was different at home. I never wanted to bring Indian food to lunch. You know, my mom would always try to send me with some Indian food and I'm like, no way. Like, these kids already think I look weird. I can't do this. Um, but now I feel like if we have kids and they want to do any of these things, it's not that weird. It's a lot more normal. Yeah. It's nice how it's sort of being normalized to yeah. just not be only like this white Anglo-Saxon Christian, you know, person. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now I just want to pivot to Salt Lake City, which I think this was the final of it's yeah. like two part reunion, but they didn't say like they're like on the second part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion. They didn't say the like end or the whatever. Like I'm like, is there something else? But I, I heard so. or read somewhere that they thought they were going to do three parts because they were going to do a Jen interview and then Jen's not doing an interview. So then they cut it down to two parts. But I don't know if that's like a real thing that I saw or if that's just like an assumption. No, I think I heard that too. It's all of it is so awkward and I appreciated this reunion because Andy was really grilling Meredith Marks and she (laughs) deserved to be grilled and raked over the coals for all of her bullshit lies. Nothing she was saying, I feel like made sense. It didn't. You're pissed at Lisa because she had a hot mic moment. Like, it's fine. Just that's the most relatable thing. But she's like, no, I wasn't mad. And like, why does she have this 180 with Jen? Like all of a sudden she's supporting her. It like makes no sense. Because Jen had, you know, tried to kill herself is basically what Meredith said. And I understand like reaching out to Jen in that moment as a friend and being supportive But that doesn't mean that you have to go along with the crimes that she committed and make excuses for it and then say, oh, I'm just waiting until sentencing. Like, no, nothing. She's guilty. Yeah, that whole it's just crazy. That made no sense what she was saying at all. I I feel like she's lying very intensely. And because she's a trained lawyer, She's very good at finding clever ways to to talk around or to divert attention elsewhere. And Andy just didn't let up. He's like, I can't. I don't understand this. 
Yeah. You know? No, I'm glad he actually did grill her because I didn't know that he I didn't I wasn't sure if he would. I thought he would just kind of let her have a pass. It made no sense as a viewer watching it. Like, where yeah. did this come from? You can care about someone that is going through a mental health struggle and not make almost excuses for their behavior. Yeah, for sure. I <laughs> That was interesting to see. What did you make of Heather versus Whitney? Like this whole season and then the reunion? I think it's really sad to see them not be friends anymore. I feel like, I don't know, Heather, I used to really, really like. She was one of my favorites. And this season, I'm kind of like, maybe not as into her. I feel like she kind of dismissed all of Whitney's feelings around being abused as a kid and everything. But I hope that they become friends again, eventually, because I really like their friendship. I don't know that it would even be like good for Whitney to be friends with someone who says, oh, I hold you to a high standard. So anytime yeah, you mess so up. Weird. Yeah. And then, oh, I hold Jen to a low standard. So yeah, I don't think that made any sense. I <laughs> think if they ever become friends again, it'll never be the same. It can't be the same. But that whole standard thing made absolutely no sense. So everything that Meredith and Heather said didn't make sense. And I thought going into this season that I would think that like Lisa and Whitney were full of shit because, yeah. oh, look at how they're behaving ahead of the season. And now I'm like, they're the only two that made any sense at the reunion. They were articulate, especially Whitney. She really explained herself. She never is. So. She's never articulate. Exactly. I loved when Lisa was like, you're going to believe Jen over me, the lady that's going to prison. (laughs) That's a great point that you're making there, Lisa. It's just, it's very disappointing. I don't know where we go from here. I mean, I've heard they're bringing back Mary as a friend. I saw that this morning. I was like, (laughs) what? That's crazy. I still don't know if I believe it. I feel like it's probably not true, right? I mean... She was so weird on the show. (laughs) I loved it, though. It was fascinating. But she did not work with the rest of the cast. And I I want to see her actually be friendly with some of the people on the cast. Yeah, for sure. I I feel like maybe she would – I guess I saw that maybe she'd be a friend of – I don't know whose friend she would really be. Yeah, maybe. Meredith – I don't know. Meredith and Seth, I'm like, eh, I don't really care to see them on my screen, but maybe she'll have a redemption season. I really liked them for the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did too. I don't know. This season, I was surprised. The whole black eye thing with Heather, like, what? I know. I, I just, and her like shame, like don't use shame as an excuse. I felt like it was an excuse, too. I really did. And I think that's kind of messed up. Like, Heather, I don't think that's what I think you were trying to just, I don't know, drag out a storyline. I don't really know what she was doing. This isn't the bachelor, you know, like, I don't know if Jen hit her. But I definitely know that on these shows, producers do not like force these women to say certain things in their confessionals. Oh, yeah, because that's what Heather's thing is, right? That 
I feel like I read like somewhere that putting someone's putting that out there, and that's just not yeah. on The Bachelor. They like keep you, they sleep deprive you. They yeah. like put you in these scenarios so that you cry, and then they have you. They Frankenbite people. I mean, this isn't what we do on Bravo. This isn't the way that they put together a story by manipulating people to say certain things. And no one forced her to be like, I never said that. I never said I didn't know. I, you know, well, what do you think happened? Like all of that was just such bullshit. And, you know, I think Jen could have hurt her. I think she also, I don't know. I I thought last last week I said maybe she was like snorting something in the bathroom and then hit her eye on the faucet. I that's what I mean. And then they were talking about ketamine and shrooms. So yeah, yeah, ketamine. Yeah, Why think, are they doing ketamine? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I do kind of want to read her book though. Heather's. Yeah. Also, she made it seem like the church was suing her. Yeah, I hit rewind and watched that part again because I was like, what? What Lisa claims online, which I believe her because this makes sense, is that she tried to trademark the phrase bad Mormon. Oh. And the church was like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, you can't trademark that. And so it's a trademark dispute, not an actual like lawsuit for libel or whatever else people could claim. So it's not as intense of a lawsuit as what I think Heather was making it sound to be. I feel like Heather just has so many things to work through. And I don't know. I feel like just how dismissive she was like with Whitney of the things that she went through as a kid and her like past and, Heather just being like, don't talk about it on screen. She didn't say that. That's just like how it seemed kind of when Whitney would talk about it. It just seemed so weird. It just didn't even seem like who she was her first two seasons to me. And I 100% now believe that she heard that stupid rumor about Lisa. And when Whitney brought it up, she was like, we agreed never to talk about this. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about, you know? I think so, too. Oh, I forgot all those other extra people were even on the couches at one point. <laughs> Angie, Angie, and Dana. I They didn't really add that much, I feel like, but I, I feel like when they had Angie Harrington, is Angie Harrington the blonde? I had always Yeah, like the two. reddish hair. Yeah. She, I just, she needs to go. I know. And she gave money to Jen Shaw for her case. Yeah, that is great. I want to know how much. Do you think Sharif knew everything Jen was doing? I do. Yeah, I do too. At first, I don't, I think I, when it first was coming out, I wasn't completely convinced he did. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I think he definitely knew this whole time. I do too. When she said in those text messages that she was getting advice from Sharif on how to talk to the Federal Trade Commission, like all of those things. He knew stuff was going on. I don't yeah. know if he knew like the exact scheme. Right. But he but knew something, something shady was, thing was shady. Yeah. When you move your bank accounts and your business and you actually have to apply <laughs> for a business in where was it? Somewhere in Eastern Europe 
Like that is not normal, right? It's like you're not doing business in Eastern Europe. So why would you register your business there? (sighs) I know. That's also disappointing. Yeah. I, all of this was disappointing, and I don't think Bravo should have ever offered Jen an opportunity to speak. Her actions speak for themselves, and everyone needs to kind of I, – I implore people listening, if you're following her on Instagram and you forgot you were following her, go ahead, give it an unfollow. Don't repost anything that she puts out, like – take the microphone away because all she wants is people talking about her and attention. And we have the power to take that away from her. We gave her the attention. We can take it away. Yeah. Do you think that they'll do a special with her at all? I guess it's almost too late. Doesn't she go in like a week? She goes in like 10 days or I don't know, 17 days, something like that. she, She lied the entire time. So I don't understand. Like, I don't think I could watch her giving an interview because I don't trust anything that comes out of her mouth. She lied about almost everything this season and last season. So why would we believe that this is the official truth? Yeah. Yeah. I think she would just keep lying. It's different than when Kim Richards, you know, went to rehab and had been lying about her drug and alcohol use or Luann, with her alcohol use, that was different. That was like them coming clean and saying, I did, I I do have a problem, right? Yeah, I do think that's different too. That's very different. They're not constantly lying about absolutely everything. Yeah. And this is a little, a little bit more involved than that. It's just, I am still so frustrated with Meredith when she was like, I'll always root for the underdog. I'm like, Oh, the- yeah, she did say that. Like, <laughs> shut up, Meredith. <laughs> the underdog in this situation is all the people yes. who were robbed of their life yeah, savings. <laughs> and, you know, not Jen. She is not an underdog. She put herself in. I don't even feel bad for her family. Like, this sounds yeah. terrible. But there are so many families that have to deal with fam- other family members in prison for things that aren't even violent, like drug offenses. And then she literally stole millions and millions of dollars from people that didn't have money to begin with. And she knew she was doing it. And her children, I mean, her oldest child is an adult. It's not like she has two and four-year-old. Like, Sorry, yeah, that sounds really harsh. Is- no. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the whole thing is just so crazy, though. Like, what was she thinking? And then she, when she took her mom's retirement, like... I don't know if she ever took her mom's retirement okay. money. Yeah. There's would- talk of it. But until, honestly, I don't believe anything until I see, like, the bank transaction. <laughs> yeah. Like, give me that, what is it, the BIN number, the, <laughs> like... <laughs> I want to I see that actual transfer to believe that that happened. Do you think her mom knew what her daughter was up to? No. Yeah. They're like, my daughter is so successful and she's getting jobs for everyone in the family. And look at how much money she has. You know, she's got this nice house, these nice clothes. (laughs) Of course she's successful. Like, why would they think otherwise? Yeah. Oh, man, it is crazy. It's crazy to know that she'll be going to prison in a week and a half. You know, she's at the same prison in Texas as Elizabeth Holmes. 
Okay, I wasn't sure if they decided where she was going to oh, end up. Maybe it's not official yet, but that was where she was requesting. She requested, apparently. right? Yeah. But I wouldn't want to be in prison in Texas. No. Also, I don't feel like she should get to request where she gets to go to prison. (laughs) (laughs) Fair, fair. But I mean, if family wants to visit her, there's no federal women's prison in Utah. Yeah. But wouldn't you want to go to like, isn't there somewhere else other than the West Coast? I'm not really well versed Versed. in (laughs) federal prisons. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. I would not know. But yeah, I, I mean... I don't know. I don't know why she kept this going for so long. And I was shocked that she called Heather to tell Heather that she was pleading guilty before she pled guilty, but did not give a heads up to Meredith. Yeah. And Heather seemed kind of like, yeah, she called me. Like, Heather, I don't think you should be bragging or about this situation right now. Heather is almost like an abuse victim. In her friendship with Jen. She's like brainwashed. Brainwashed. um, Keeps coming back, even though it's like not healthy. Anytime Jen shows her any kindness, she like holds on to that so tightly. I know. And then like Whitney, who has, I feel like they have had such a strong relationship. All of a sudden it's like, nope. She, like, shoved her. She pushed her out of her house. It's just so crazy. I I agree with her being pissed at Whitney a couple of the times, especially when Whitney was defending Lisa's tweet about Heather's dad dying. Like, all oh, of yeah. that was so shitty. And I don't think Whitney's been through that kind of grief, so it's really hard to explain that to someone who hasn't been through it. But overall like there are things you can get past right if you can get past the fact that your friend stole from vulnerable elderly people with not a lot of money then like you can get past that Whitney said the wrong thing at the wrong time yeah yeah and Jen I mean in the hot tub when she was shitting on Heather I feel like wasn't really being a good friend to Heather either no And Whitney wasn't saying terrible things. She yeah, was like, I'm hurt it. by Heather. That's yeah. a very different than like <laughs> trash talking her. Yeah. Anyways, I feel like every time Salt Lake City comes to an end, I'm grateful that it's come to an end. So I don't know what's left for this franchise, but they're going to have to really reimagine it to get people excited about it again. Yeah. I wonder what they will do with it. Because, I mean, with just four people left on it, I mean, they'll have to do some sort of shakeup, I'm sure. Yeah, I think they're going to bring in some other people and and we'll see. But, you know, none of them ever seem to have authentic relationships. It felt like Heather and Whitney were the only ones that looked truly authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like all these shows are much better when they're actually friends in real life versus just on screen. Like Miami. I actually don't really watch Miami. Oh, it's very good. I don't know how I because I started watching Bravo in high school. So Real Houses of Orange County was like the first one that came out. That's mm-hmm. when I started watching it. Somewhere in there, I missed Miami. So I never watched the beginning of Miami. I like wasn't into it back then. I Last year, 
I went ahead and watched seasons one, two, and three. Season two of Miami is one of the best seasons ever of Housewives in the history of Housewives. I have to binge watch it one day. It's so good. I binge watched it. And then I got ready for season four. That was good. Season five, what's happening right now, is incredible television. And now that it's on Peacock, the type of... I'm not like a film person, but the types of cameras that they use and the way that they shoot it is much more cinematic, if that's a word. Oh, it's like beautiful cinematography, kind of how what's selling sunset? Like they show pretty things in addition to the drama. It's just shot. Oh, that is so different than I feel like the other housewives. It's shot really well. And it's beautiful. I'll have to watch it. I highly encourage you to. Well, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast, Shreya. Um, tell people where they can find you if you want them to find you. <laughs> if you don't, if there's anything you want to plug, telling people to brush their teeth more. <laughs> <laughs> Please brush your teeth. Start flossing. We know you're lying at your appointments. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at my, my Instagram handle is Shreya Patel Shaw. Um, and Shaw is spelled S-H-A-H. So, yeah. Nice. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. We'll talk again soon.